We're learning the third Sicha on Parshas Kisisa in Chelek Chofalef from page 232. The Shir today is being learned to Lenishmas, Rab Yosef Ben Yamin, Ben Rab Menashe, Koltman. In the Heintige Sedre, Werte Zelt, as Moshe Rabbeinu had gebeten by Moibishen, had any nos kvedecha. In this week's Parsha, we learn the story where Moshe Rabbeinu asks of Hashem, Show me your glory. And Hashem responds, You will not be able to see my face. And you will see my back, but my face you will not see. So Rashi brings the words from the Pasuk, and explains, What is it that Moshe Rabbeinu saw? Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu the knot of the tefillin that he was wearing on his head. And the knot of the tefillin is on the back of the head. The entire focus of Rashi and Chumash is only to explain the simple understanding of the Pasik. So the question here is, What is the difficulty with understanding what it says here in the Pasik? And therefore Rashi must say that Achayra refers to the back, meaning the place where the knot of the tefillin is, or the actual knot of the tefillin that Hashem was wearing. We can't answer this question, as by Rashi and Shver, that the, the difficulty Rashi here has in the Pasuk is, How is it even possible to use such a description of a back referring to Hashem? is If Hashem is removed, there's no description that can describe Him. So that can't be the question, what bothers Rashi, that bothers Rashi. While in the Torah, in the Torah you find many times descriptions in Afilagashmi, even descriptions, giving physical descriptions, in relation to Hashem. We don't find that Rashi stops on this and that Rashi goes and explains them. That since, in relation to Hashem, you can't give these descriptions and titles, the far is da the pirish nit kipshutai, not the pirish is kach vakach. And therefore, we must say that here the explanation, the understanding of these descriptions is not literal, nor rather, you have to explain it so and so. We don't find that Rashi explains it anywhere else where you have all these kinds of descriptions in relation to Hashem. And we see this here regarding this subject itself. Free estate, the Pasik earlier says, Hashem says, You will not be able to see my face. And Rashi does not stop to explain what does this description of face mean when we talk about Hashem. So Muslims again, so we must say, This is not a kind of subject that Rashi stops to explain in his Pirish Al-Tayra. So the question remains, why here when it comes to this expression of the, that Hashem says, you will see my back, does Rashi have to explain what Achayre consists of? Shail is not starker, the question is even stronger. If this is the questionnaire that Rashi has, what is the meaning of this title of Achayrei speaking about Hashem? So what exactly is the answer saying that Hashem showed the knot of the tefillin that he wears on his head? Keshe shal tefillin is zoich ad-dov ha-gashmi. Vos ved genutz v'yam moshul 
Of course, the knot of tefillin doesn't mean literally the knot of tefillin that we know physically, but it's just being used as an analogy of a certain level of godliness, which is being shown to Meishe Rabbeinu. So what are we gaining by explaining the child, the five-year-old that's learning the Pasik, that a is not literal, but rather, what does it mean? Since in relation to Hashem, there is no titles, or for sure not physical titles. No, this means, rather it means, which is another description related to a physical entity. So if the question is to address that we can't give any descriptions and for sure not from physical things relating, relating to Hashem, so what has Rashi gained by saying that this refers to the Kesha of Tfilin? On the contrary, if we're looking to find an explanation for the term my back, in relation to Hashem's glory, to explain for the child that's learning this, is there mashal from panem on acher by an adam lamata using this description and this analogy of the of the face and the back of a person? That's a perfect example. That's a perfect uh, mashal to explain what it means in relation to Hashem's existence, in relation to godliness. Zayim panem because by a human being, the face of the person is their art vumezet begiloi milas adam. That's a place where you see revealed and expressed who the person is. His senses, his, his seeing or his hearing. By contrast, the back of a person, you don't see there expressed who the person is and what he's about. You don't even see that this is a back of a human being, you can mistake it for something else. So, this is a sach gringit zu verstehen wie der Moshe von Keshachot Filen. This is a mashal, the terms of panem and acher is a much easier mashal to relate back to levels of Hashem, a level where Hashem is revealed, a level where Hashem is concealed, much more than the mashal of kashashal tefillin, the knot of tefillin, where it's difficult to understand what exactly is the content and the point of this mashal. If we use the mashal of panem and acher, it's the exact same words that we're using both in the mashal relating to a physical front, face, or and back of a person, and relation to Hashem, the panam of Hashem, the front, the place where Hashem is expressed, and the back where Hashem is concealed. So why would Rashi veer off and explain something different than what the Pasuk actually says? Another question here is in Lashon Rashi, the language that Rashi uses here. Why does Rashi quote from the Pasik the word Vira and you will see as well? Rashi says that Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu the Nar of the Tfilin. Rashi is Doch Mechadish Nor the Vart The only thing that's new here in Rashi's understanding of the Pasik is what Achayre refers to, that it refers to the Kesher of Tfilin. So Rashi should write very concisely, the back, my back, Hashem's back, it refers to the knot of the tefillin. What's the Chiddush in the word, that Hashem showed this knot of the tefillin to Moshe Rabbeinu? The beard in them, the explanation of what Rashi is coming to address here, and what Rashi is saying. Before Hashem responds to Moshe Rabbeinu that requested that show me your glory. 
And as Hashem says, You cannot see my face. So before this, Shetan Pasik, the Pasik first says, Hashem says, I will cause to pass through my entire goodness uh, and your presence and your face. I will call in the name of Hashem in front of you, and I will do favor to you. That's what it says originally. And then Hashem comes and tells Moshe Rabbeinu another statement, that I will pass through in front of you, but you will not be able to see my face, but only my back. Now the question here is, What the question here is, when Hashem says in the beginning that I will pass through in front of you, Bashem Hashem, the Chanoisi, what is how is this related? All these details in the Hashem's response to what Moshe Rabbeinu requested: Show me your glory. Is Rashi Mefarish? So that Rashi there explains as follows: the time has come, you should see in my glory, which I will allow you to see. Because I, I desire and I must teach you the order of davening. I will bring to pass all of the attributes of my goodness upon this rock. What does this mean? I will teach you the order of how you beg for mercy. And in this order, in the way you see me here, wrapped in a talus, the kaira yud gimel midis, and I'm calling out my thirteen attributes of mercy. Have a Yisrael You will teach the yidden to dive in this way and arouse also my thirteen attributes of mercy. That's what Hashem is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu that He's going to show him the davening and how to beg for mercy. And then as a continuation to this is given Hashem comes and adds another point that you will not be able to see my face. And Rashi there says, even when all of my goodness will be passing in front of you, I don't give you permission to see my face. So what do we see from the continuation of the Pesukim here? When it says in the Pesukim that Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, you will see my back, this is not a separate point, a statement for itself. This is continuing from what, my, what Hashem says before to Moshe Rabbeinu, I will bring to pass all of my goodness, the Yud Gilmid Sarachmim, the Seder Atfila, in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. As the Re'iyah was Moshe Vetzan, the Mevishnim Mu'utif, the Kaira, this Moshe Rabbeinu will see Hashem as he's wrapped and he's reading the 13 attributes of mercy, that's a Chayzdrik in an Eifin, this will be expressed in such a manner. This will be represented by by the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu sees the back of Hashem. So therefore the question over here becomes, what is the connection of this? How is this a follow-up that Moshe Rabbeinu sees Hashem davening wrapped in a talus and Moshe Rabbeinu sees the back of Hashem? So here, since we now know that this is a follow-up to what it was said before, comes a big question on this. Based on this, the question is, So what does the Pasuk mean when it says that Moshe Rabbeinu will see the back of Hashem? Since Hashem appears to Moshe Rabbeinu as a Shliach Tzibur, davening for the Yamad, and he's wrapped in a talus, and Moshe Rabbeinu sees Hashem after he passes, as the Pasuk describes. 
and therefore he only sees Hashem from his back. So to what, in what sense, how is Moshe Rabbeinu seeing the back of Hashem? If you're wrapped in a talus, and you look at a person from the back, wrapped in a talus, the talus that he's wrapped in completely blocks seeing even the back of the person. So what is the Abish just saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, I'll be wrapped in a talus and then you'll see my back. Then a talus, if a talus that you wear, would be something that would have to be made from very expensive materials. For example, the big day kohuna, the garments, the uniform of the kain or the kain gadol were made for glory, for honor, for beauty, and that the talis of Hashem would be similar, also something which is unique and expressing Hashem, the godliness of Hashem in some manner. So then it would be possible to say, Seeing the, the talis that Hashem wears, which is made and which is representing the glory of Hashem, is a certain level of seeing the glory of Hashem. Because the talis is made with this glory and beauty. However, we don't find by a talis, regarding a talis, a tanai, as a smuz gemach we don't find such a condition that a talus should be made from any expensive materials. On the contrary, the custom of Yidin, which is Teireh, as a talus, hashatz is from Tzemeh. The talus that the Shliach Tzibah wears is just a simple garment made from wool. So it's just a simple garment which blocks seeing the person himself, even seeing his back. Especially, according to those that explain here, Talis in them, my mechazal, <coughs> sorry, that the expression of talis here that it says, that Hashem wraps himself in a talis here, it's not referring to the talis that we wear, the talis that has the tzitzis on it. Rather, it's like what it says in the expression of chazal in other places, where the Mishnah says two people are grabbing onto a garment. Or in other places in chazal where the term talis is used, and it's not referring to the talis that has the tzitzis on it, just a garment. Levush, a garment. So Hashem is wrapped in a garment, and Moshe Rabbeinu sees Hashem from behind, blocked by this garment. So the question is, what is Moshe Rabbeinu seeing when it says, you will see my back? That's the question that Rashi has here. Of them, Rashi, this is what Rashi comes and answers, Hashem shows Moshe Rabbeinu the knot of his tefillin. When Hashem says, you will see me wrapped, it doesn't only mean wrapped in a talis, nor it will be wrapped in talis and a tefillin. As a child knows this, as a mal is a shatz motif, not in a talis. Sometimes the shleich tzibur, when he davens, is only wearing a talis, which is on Shabbos and Yom Tif, when you don't wear tefillin. On a mal, metalis and tefillin. Sometimes he's wrapped with talis and tefillin. And what did Moshe Rabbeinu see? The knot of the tefillin shal rosh that Hashem wears, which is behind the person's head. That's what Hashem shows Moshe Rabbeinu. Therefore Rashi must say that Hashem shows Moshe Rabbeinu the knot of the tefillin. Since Hashem appears to Moshe Rabbeinu wrapped in a talis, 
is doch der Kasher shall tefillin zugedeckt mit der Talis. So the knot of the tefillin is also covered with the Talis that's over the head. And what Moshe gesehen the Kasher? So how did Moshe Rabbeinu see the knot of the tefillin? And therefore Rashi says specifically, Her Eyu Kasher shall tefillin. The Eibishter had Kaviyachal upgedeckt the Talis. Hashem, so to speak, removes the Talis from his head. In the place where the knot of the tefillin is, and he exposes, allows Moshe Rabbeinu to see the knot of the tefillin on the head. That's why Rashi has to say specifically because Hashem is showing him the knot of the tefillin by specifically removing the talus that he could see it. And thus, as stated, he has kvedis barach durech zeh the tefillin shemayla. Now, what is so unique about this, that when you, that Moshe Rabbeinu sees the glory of Hashem, and that consists of seeing the knot of tefillin, how does tefillin have any expression, uh, or, or how does tefillin express the glory of Hashem? This is something that Rashi doesn't even have to explain. This is something the five-year-old can see himself. The tefillin is the tefillin on the head, and it's like a crown that surrounds the head with the straps that go around the head. And therefore, this is something which expresses the glory and the honor of the person. On the far, with this we also understand, this Rashi Medayik is That's why Rashi specifically says that Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu the knot of the tefillin, which is behind the head. And Rashi does not say that Moshe Rabbeinu saw the straps of the tefillin that come down behind the head. Chach, as the Ritzuas, hanging it up from the Mkeshesh of tefillin, even though the, the, the straps come down from the knot. And they're longer than the knot itself. The straps are easier and more exposed than the knot of the tefillin. As it is by a person physically that's wearing tefillin, as the the knot of the shalrosh could sometimes be covered, even if you uncover your talus, but your yamaka may cover the kesher. It's just a small knot, so it can be covered. But the straps hang down further, so that's easier to be exposed. So why wouldn't Rashi here say that Hashem allows Moshe Rabbeinu to see the straps of the tefillin? The point here is, while thus was the tefillin shall rush, then we observe the kesser. Ubemela and initial COVID, it's because the fact that the tefillin shall rush that Moshe Rabbeinu sees express Hashem's honor at like a crown which is on the head is uphanging from the kesser. This is all formed by the knot that holds together the straps and holds together the tefillin on the head. Was er to toif as the ritzuis that tefillin zal zehalten on zal zay mohudik of rush. It's the knot that ties together the two straps of both sides of the shalrosh and holds it together as a crown, tight on the head. So therefore the kesher of the tefillin expresses the crown of the tefillin, which is on Hashem's head. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu saw in the back when it says, This is, this is a conclusion of the understanding of this Rashi, in Pshut Mikra. Because what Rashi says here, and Hashem says, is continuing from what it said before, that Hashem will be wrapped as a Shliach Tzibor, davening and, and uh, showing Moshe Rabbeinu Seder at Filah. So it's understood that over here as well, when it says, it's also related to this Seder at Filah. And therefore Rashi says, it refers to the Kesha Shalt But Rashi has to point out, 
because otherwise the talus is over the head and it covers the tefillin, even the knot of the tefillin. So therefore Rashi has to explain that Hashem exposed and removed the talus from the head so he could see the crown of the tefillin that expresses the glory of Hashem. However, to understand what the knot of the tefillin represents on a deeper level, we still need to understand. Since Hashem fulfilling Moshe Rabbeinu's request, that he wants to see Hashem's glory, and this being fulfilled, at least in this manner of Moshe seeing Hashem's back, is gekommen zusammen in demselben Zeit, this comes along with, and at the same time, when the Eibishtahatim gelernt dem Seder Tfilah von Amires Yudgimu Midesarachmim. This is in the time when Hashem teaches him the Seder of Davening, and how to say the 13 attributes of mercy, is the zikher netaninyin's dadi. So the fact that he's seeing the knot of the tefillin, this is certainly not a side point here to this. As Ben Laren and Moshe and say the Bakash Yisrachmin, that at the same time, when Hashem teaches Moshe Rabbeinu the Seder of how to daven and beg for mercy, he also has the privilege to see Hashem from the back. But that would be sort of as a separate point. This is definitely not the case. Now, this is an Indian Ikri in them Seder Bakashis Rachman. Seeing the knot of the Tefillin in the back of Hashem is definitely an integral point in teaching Moshe Rabbeinu about begging for mercy. Today, as the Libun say the Bakashis Rachman, Zalzayim B'Shleimus, in order that this, that Hashem teaches Moshe Rabbeinu how to beg for mercy, should be full and complete, Hot Gedav Zayin Dabai, Devarisa so a necessary component of this is when Moshe Rabbeinu sees the back of Hashem, which is a Keshishol Tefillin, and that's the knot of Tefillin. So the question over here is, what's the connection of the knot of Hashem's Tefillin Shol Rosh to the subject of Midas Arachimim, the Seder Tefillin? We understand, as the Rebbe explained before, how the knot of the Tefillin as a crown on the head represents an expression of the glory of Hashem. But what's the connection to the Seder Tefillin and the Bakasha of Yudgim Midas Arachimim? So we'll understand this by first explaining, and then was to say that filler is in an ifim was roya oisi mootif vekaira yud gimomidis. As Rashi here says before, that what Moshe Rabbeinu sees is Hashem wrapped in a talis, and he's reading the 13 attributes of mercy. So the question here is, the ikir inyat filler is doch the amiras yud gimomidis arachmem. The davening is to say and to re, to arouse by Hashem the thirteen attributes of mercy. But they poilim then v'chanaisi and v'richamti. They bring Hashem should find favor. We should find favor in Hashem's eyes, and Hashem should have mercy upon us. What is done egeya as is on gezakveren beis mizmo utiv tafke? Why is it relevant over here that Hashem was wrapped in a talis while he's saying the yudgimu midas arachmen? Yeshleimad eine from the biyurim in them, so we can give. An explanation, one of the explanations on this matter as follows. Klalus in Yenachet. So let's first understand what happens when a person sins. What is this a result of? And this, which therefore a person has to daven and he's begging Hashem for mercy that he should be saved from a punishment for this Aveda that he did. So where, what is the source? How does it happen that Ayid comes and sins? This is a result of forgetfulness. And more in general is shikha nemtzuch from klippe. The whole entire existence of forgetting is something which is only found in the place of klippe, in the place of impurity. Mashenken in kedusha 
in holiness is ein There is no forgetfulness by Hashem's holy throne. So we see that forgetfulness is related to klippe, and more specifically, the Rabbi here will explain how forgetting is the source and the cause of why a yid doesn't have Eide. What's the reason for this? Yidin zanadoch maminim b'nei maminim. Yidin are believers, the son of believers. Yad the yid gloit be'emes. Every yid truly believes as bereishis bara elikim that in the beginning of time Hashem created shamayim va'aretz v'cholz v'ayim heaven and earth and everything else that's contained in it. On the Rebbe's day is Mechadish betuvoi b'chol yom tamed ma'ase bereishis. Hashem renews the world every single day constantly, which means yad and tod, and not only every day and yad and rega. Every moment is Hashem Yisbarach, Machadish, Fundasnai, Digan Sebriya. Hashem creates every single thing in creation from new. Me'ayin, ve'efes, hamuchlet mamish, from absolute nothingness to come into existence, and this is every single moment. On with Altarebbe is Mamshech and Tanya, as the Altarebbe explains this all in Tanya at length. Kemoi, Lifnei, Sheshis, Imei, Breshis, Mamish. The world is absolute nothingness, every single moment the world is being created from new, just like the world was created the very first time, and, and otherwise it would be nothingness, like Lifnei Sheshis Yimei Bereshis Mamish. As this is explained at length, what exactly the diok uh, of this is, Kemoi Lifnei Sheshis, it's exactly ex- the way it was, Yesh Ma'ayin, the first time. So here the question becomes, When Ayid actually realizes and, ta- and, and senses this, that just this moment, he was just right now, from new, created from Hashem. And the very next moment again, he only exists because Hashem from new will create him again from complete nothingness to be, to exist. So if so, V is the smeglech, how then is it possible? As der yid, that this yid here, even if, God forbid, he's on a level where he's, his desires and his lusts are very strong. Should not fulfill the will of Hashem, to not give in to his desires. Was von ihm baruchu hängt ab, sein ganzer Metzies ist from Hashem, that his entire existence is dependent upon. Zusammen mit sein Teile, including his desires that he has, in der Rega Mamish, in this very moment. So how would it be possible if a person realizes and senses this, that he should go and give in to his Taivas against the very existence of who he is at this very moment? Und auf viele, wenn ihm durch sich, als er hat sehr asach menies wie Kuven, welche Sternen, in sein Din in the and even if it seems to the person that he has a lot of obstacles and there's a lot of difficulties to actually go ahead and do what it is that Hashem wants from him. So no one's arguing that it's easy. It could be something which, it could be very difficult. But still, that shouldn't stop a person from going ahead and doing what he's supposed to. Vesadach, because the person knows, as a believer, the son of a believer, with the absolute entire certainty, that even those things that are disturbing him and making it difficult for him to serve Hashem, they were just now, this moment created, Hashem brings them into being right now from absolute nothingness as they were before they were created. 
Overheen, if so, can doch mit gemalt sein. Impossible there should be as is an BMS, that their existence is a real obstacle against the will of Hashem. We can as a sign BMS, a start to Yiddishkeit. How would it be possible that they should truly be a disturbance to Yiddishkeit? So then, what's the Rebbe's will, which is what, whatever Hashem desires of the person, if all of this, whatever it may exist that's an obstacle, was just not created from Hashem Himself for the purpose of what Hashem wants from it. After a person realizes and, 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 and senses all of this, wie kommt es, how is it impossible, as es also gefinnen, ayid, was fühlt sich auf andisch, wie das, was sein jidie Bruder ist im Chayif. How can he behave contrary to his absolute certain knowledge and sense that he sees and knows that Hashem creates the world every single moment, including him, including every obstacle that he may encounter, including all his taivas? Definitely, if he's just thinking straight, there's no way that he should be able to sin and do anything against what Hashem wants from him. Is there an of them? So here we come back to the point that the only way this is possible, he knows this truth. But what happens is he gets distracted and he's not thinking about this right now. He loses his mind and therefore he forgets. It's the forgetfulness. If there would be no forgetfulness and the Nishama, the Yid, which is a Maimon, a Maimon, knows this truth and would not forget this, there'd be no possibility to sin. But because there's forgetfulness and you get distracted and you don't think and realize this at this moment, that's the only possibility for sin. So therefore what this means is when the memory to remember this truth is there by the Yid properly, constantly, so then, anything from the opposite side that's trying to lure a person into sinning is completely nullified. And you would fulfill, a person does fulfill, all of Torah Mitzvahs completely. All of his actions, everything he does in his life will also be for the sake of heaven. In wherever ways you go, it's all to know Hashem. There's no room for even any thought outside of what Hashem wants that could fall into the person's mind. But that's though if his mind is focused on this and there's that 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 memory that he remembers this, that it's like there in the front of his mind that he's focused on this all the time. And this is the time. Now this explains why it is that when Hashem and when the Yidin daven and mention Hashem's attributes of mercy, one should be wrapped in a talis. And then as Rashi explains here regarding to be wrapped in talis and tefillin. The content of both of these mitzvahs is connected to remembrance, to remember the truth of who you are and what you're doing. As it says by Talis, and the mitzvah of tzitzis, the Talis, you'll, you'll see it and you'll remember all the mitzvahs. And by Tfilin it says that wearing the Tfilin, between your eyes, it'll be a remembrance to you to remind you who you are. 
Und therefore, both of these mitzvahs, talis and tefillin, are significant and they're important to rectify and uproot the source of what caused that. That brings about that Hashem should grant us, should have mercy upon us and to be meichalayit. And so therefore we understand that the palace and the tefillin that Hashem wears and demonstrates to Moshe Rabbeinu how to daven is not just a side point, but this is actually the source of how you uproot the whole foundation of what brings a person to sin when there's forgetfulness, when there's zechire, when a person focuses and has that memory in his mind of, of what the world is that he's living in, that Hashem creates every single moment, and there's no room for an Avera. Based on this, what's the connection here also to this that Hashem shows Moshe Rabbeinu specifically the knot of the tefillin, kasher dafke, and this knot is besides the point said before that this is what shows Hashem's glory, the crown of the tefillin on the head, but also the knot has a specific connection to how Hashem was demonstrating to Moshe Rabbeinu to how we beg mercy of Hashem. What's the unique thing about the knot of the tefillin? In Zayav and Einte Gesedre, Zokter, in the Zayav of this week's parasha, it says, As Rabchia and Rabbi Yaisi haben gemacht kshorim, they would make knots, kedein zu nit vergessen, die divrei teire ves haben gehert. In order not to forget the words of teire that they heard. Vise b'achreinim, it says nachreinim about this, as das is eich hamokir in teire, what it says here in the Zayav is a source in teire to them, was Amri Inshi, to this thing that people say. Zumachen a knippel is an eitze, nit zu vergessen, a zach, was me wolf vergedenken. That when you make a knot, this is a segula, or this is a way of how a person can remember things. So you see, as you see here regarding Teire, that these holy Tanoim would make knots. What is the connection of making a knot to memory, remembering words of Teire? So this could be explained. According to what the Rebbe says in Yigeres HaTshuva, when he speaks about Shuva in the Empirish, Maimah Chazal, explaining what it says in the Torah of Eliyahu, that Adam over Averechulo, a person that sinned, Ma'ya what should he do when he does Shuva that he should live? If he was accustomed to learning one amount, learning one daf, Yikra Beis Dafim, so now we should learn double the amount, he should learn two. And then it says there in Tanya, as does this Kamashal Achevala Nifsak, this could be compared to a cord that snaps, the chayza v'kayshray, and then you make a knot and tie it back together, in the place where you make that knot, so the, the cord there is double and redoubled again. So that's the point of making a knot when you connect back two parts of a cord that snapped. And this is the concept also of a yid that's doing tshuva and is reconnecting and by redoubling his dedication of learning double and so on. So what we understand from this is as follows. As the Rinyan from Kesher Beruchni is, what does a knot spiritually represent is when you're connecting to something, not just in a regular connection of just one rope, but when it's snapped and then you have to connect it and tie it back together so it's with a much greater intensity. This as a Tsunoivbund is an Anoifen from Kofel Umbuchopel. This is a double and redoubled again, and that's that's the strength of this knot to hold it together. On the far and therefore is the satikon of chatoim. This is what rectifies the sin. Because when you reconnect to holiness with a knot, which is much stronger than the connection that there was earlier, is nitshayach shikha. So then you will not anymore forget who you are and what you're connected to. That's what the knot is here. 
to do when a person does tshuva. Because das is the sibe from chatoim canal, as explained before, it's the forgetfulness that's the source of why it's even possible that a yid should sin. This idea of what anat is spiritually, as a kesher ruchni, is mevatel lishayches klippe, the spiritual knot nullifies any relation to klippe mokra shikha, which is the source of forgetfulness. From this, it evolves also physically as machana knippel gashmi, health to mevatel zayin shikha kipshuta. That even just physically making a knot is a way to nullify forgetfulness, even just literally. So that's the concept of a knot that we find in Zayar and in Tanya when the Alter Rebbe talks about tshuva. So coming back here now regarding the knot of Hashem's tefillin. This is the relation between this that Hashem shows Moshe Rabbeinu, that he will see his back, which refers to the knot of the tefillin, to what Hashem was demonstrating here, how you beg mercy of Hashem. When Hashem is demonstrating and teaching Meshach Rabbeinu how to beg for mercy that will bring to rectify and uproot the source of the sin. What does Hashem show him? He shows him the content, the source of what it is that rectifies the sin. Which is accomplished to the knot of the tefillin. What's the knot? This is a very deep connection, a deeper connection which is expressed by a knot in what? In the memory, in the remembrance that comes through tefillin, the Kedusha Cholo. The Zikaran, that a person should have constantly be focused and have it in his, in his memory, in his mind, and that should not bring him to sin. And especially in relation to the point that, that I've explained before at length, what it is that a year has to remember, as Alles Vertis Chadish, the whole Rega Everything is being created every single moment of Hashem. So we're not talking about trying to remember something that happened in the past or something that you heard about that Hashem created the world thousands of years ago, but remembering and just focusing on the truth of what ha- what's happening right now at this moment. That's the point of the Kesha Shaltfilin, the focus and the deep connection to remember all of this, and that will uproot the Aveda, or even the source of the Aveda, that will bring the person to sin. When Ayid is careful with himself, and he focuses, and always remains connected, and he should not get distracted and be forgetful from what the world that he's living in is, and to remember properly all matters of holiness and Yiddishkeit, that we will very close and soon be to the fulfillment of the promise, that Hashem will be revealed, and then we will openly see, the flesh will all see Hashem, the words of Hashem in the world, which means as follows, it won't be necessary anymore to rely on memory and focus on this. Then, what will be revealed to us? We will see openly and clearly how everything, every, every single thing and everything in the world is being created every single moment from complete nothingness. And this will be Bebias Mashiach Tzedkeinu with the arrival of Mashiach Yavoi V'yigaleinu V'yelicheinu Kamimias L'artzeinu May He come and redeem us and lead us upright to our land B'meheira V'yameinu Mamesh.